Welcome to the intersection of theater and even more theater. You have achieved stage grok. Theater podcast coming to you from the Geographic Center of the American Theater. I'm your host, Scott Miller. Today I talk with Caitlin Carlson, who plays Chloe in the musical Be More Chill on Broadway. All right, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, I have just recently discovered Be More Chill and fell in love with it, like everybody does. Uh Um, And then we found out that. you're from the St. Louis area, and you're in the show, and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. So thanks hey, for talking to me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I guess the first thing I want to talk about is how did you first get involved in the show? Well, um, so back in 2015, it has been a few years since I had done any theater, although theater is my background. I've been doing primarily uh, TV and film at that point, and um, it's just uh, an audition that came across my agent's desk or, you know, computer, as it were, and um, they were looking for comedic musical theater performers, and um, I responded to the material. I responded to the breakdown. I thought Chloe sounded really hilarious and that there was a lot of potential there to be a really fun character, so uh, I prepared a very <laughs> a fun take on her and brought it in, and they happened to love it, so it was an audition like any other, basically. So you didn't know anybody on the inside going in or anything like that? I did not. I had heard of Joe Iconis, um, just yeah. because you can't really not hear of Joe Iconis right. if you're right. remotely involved in the musical theater world <laughs> in New York, especially. So uh, I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> uh, and did you know the novel? I did not know the novel. Um, when I started talking to some people after after the audition, um, I quickly realized that you know, kind of a cult classic. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely did read it shortly thereafter, but I did not know about it going in. Okay, so uh, did you guys do any kind of workshop or anything before you uh, opened Off-Broadway? I know you had that first performance. Were you part of that? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so the uh, the initial audition back in 2015, that was actually for the um, a reading workshop of the show. Okay. Um, so that was like a week-long process of, uh, you know – basically just doing um, a concert performance, you know, just at music stands. And, um, yeah, but I have to tell you, for, for people like us who have a very leisurely rehearsal schedule for shows, uh-huh. putting a show together, even if you're not staging it, in a week is terrifying. Oh, wild. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really crazy. I mean, of course, we were on book and everything, but, um, yeah, I mean, so. there, there were there were new songs coming in every day and, uh, <laughs> you know, pages, you know, flying out and being, you know, stuffed into our binders. So that was right. like that frantic first reading process that was – it's very exciting. Um but yeah, so that was the very first incarnation. And then, the and then, let me ask you: the response to that was it right away? Was it a really great response? 
Well, um, I mean, that reading was basically just like invited direct to like um, okay. producers at the the, the 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 play or the musical was commissioned for Two River Theater in Red right. Bank, New Jersey. Right. So um, it was you know their whole creative staff and all that, and like some some of our reps, like my agent was there and all that jazz, like you know friends. It's like a small rehearsal room full of right. Right. people who are you know going to be a a very warm receptive audience no matter what. But it definitely felt like um, a special piece immediately um yeah it's just so joyful and um yeah just cel- celebratory of you know individuality and all that stuff and right. so when um you know the production went on to two river okay I no wait wait let me ask you one other thing about the reading uh-huh. that version of the show is that wildly different from what it is now it is it's not wildly different no but um i mean the book has changed it has it's changed a lot like in terms of um you know specific lines and some right. themes are very different but like the, the the structure of it the skeleton of it is very much the same as what it was um right. um so the two river production happened like a it began like about a month after this initial staged reading and um the entire cast that had done the stage reading went on to do that production um maybe with like a a small exception here and there in terms of the cast in terms of availability but um yeah so the entire cast of the reading went on to do the two river production and that was like a you know a what was it like maybe a month-long thing you know rehearsed for a month and then a month of performances and that's when we all started hearing about how amazing it was um, oh, really? You heard it back in New Jersey in 2015? Yeah, people were talking on the Internet. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's cool. See, like, it was one of those things where, you know, you do a small regional production. Of course, Two River is an incredible theater. They're a beautiful space. And um, we had, but, you know, it's still a, a regional production that we don't mm. expect a lot of buzz to emanate from necessarily. Right, right. Um, so, but what, what ha- started happening was that people, especially young people, were just coming back over and over. And, (laughs) like, you know, we would see kids in the audience, like, singing along to songs that they had to learn in person. Right. Which is a wild thing to experience. Right, no recording yet. Yeah, so um, one of the moments that really kind of struck me, and I'll never really forget, is, like, you know, we were, you know, living the Red Bank life and, like, bopping around town and going to (laughs) lunch and stuff in between shows and whatnot. And, um... We ran into some, uh, some a couple of teenage girls who had come to the show a bunch of times, and it was, like, me and another girl in the show, and they kind of, like, you know, fangirled out about us. And some <laughs> other other people in the uh, cafe were like, who are you guys? Like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we're doing this show at, at Two River and blah, blah, blah. It's called Be More Chill. And they're like, well, what's it about? And my co-star was like, well, why don't, why don't you guys tell them but to the teenage girls? And we were expecting these girls to basically tell these patrons of the cafe, like, the uh, the premise of the show, you know, like, the plot. Right, right. But they were – they instead, like, said, it's about learning to be yourself and accepting who you are and understanding that uh, your true self is more important than any outside influences. And we're like, oh, my God, like – Yes. That that is what it's about, and they're like they totally get that, and it was like okay, this is it. It it felt special already. And, um, and wouldn't you agree? That's why the novel and now the show 
has this massive, passionate following. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's such a – it's an important message, and it's just so yeah. relatable. You know, it's like yeah. two teenagers, especially, like, who are living through it in the moment, but also with adults who, like, hopefully, in a lot of cases, you know, do remember what that was like and to not right. know exactly who you are yet and be figuring right. that out and having a lot of voices in your head. Right. So it makes a lot of sense that it um, – it does resonate, but it was just, like, really special to see that, um, you know, kind of happening in real time. So, so so when you were in New Jersey, you did not yet know that it was going to go to off-Broadway, right? Oh, no, not a clue. So okay. we got a kind of, like, lukewarm review from the New York Times in New Jersey, which was, you know, frustrating at the time, kind of heartbreaking, because it's like if we got in a rave, we probably would have transferred right away. Right, right, right. So, and that's just the way, <laughs> that's just the way theater works. Um, yeah. So cool. Uh, so, you know, we ended our run. We extended a little bit, which was cool. And um, the response was great enough and that um, one of the, uh, our record label that does a lot of musical theater in New York, um, they wanted to make a cast album of the show. It's like we we were a hit for what we were. We weren't like, you know, blowing, you know, all these other regional productions out of the water in terms of like ticket sales and whatnot, but there was a buzz about it. So we right. um, we made the album and it was so sweet of them to do that. They were just like, we just feel like this deserves to be commemorated. Right. Um, so we made the album. It was that was cool. That was, like, my first experience making a, an original cast album. Um, Which must have been amazing, just, like, the idea of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, like, it's so cool. It's uh, and it's also one of those things that's still kind of setting in, like, oh, that's me on that album forever. Right. That's, you know what I mean? Uh, so that's a little trippy. But, you know, with the album, it came together. It's cool. I love it. And um, But it was kind of released to, like, not – much fanfare because the yeah. show still was what it was at that point, which was, right. you know, a <laughs> reasonable production that um, didn't have a life. Right. So, you know, kind of sat on the charts, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And literally a year and a half later, we started getting um, the cast and the creators would start getting tagged on social media, and um, one of the, uh, someone, our, I think the publicity department in Two River, she's, like, so on top of, like, what's, you know, going on with all the shows they've ever done, and she, I remember po her posting something about, like, the YouTube videos of the uh, of the album. There's, like, a, a YouTube video for every, every track on the right, album, right, right. and that all the comments were just, like, building and building and building and she's like something's going on like there is this like percolation happening about and, and the album were you aware yet were people starting because what what i know happened at some point is that michael in the bathroom became this like cabaret standard oh absolutely okay so that was crazy so i think what really did it you know, of course, they made these great, like, behind-the-scenes videos of the making of the album. Yeah. And they released um, the full, very wisely, as it turns out, they released the full video of George Salazar singing Michael in the Bathroom for the cast album recording. Um, and so I think it was kind of this confluence of 
Dear Evan Hansen got really popular right then, which was interesting yeah. because they came out right when we did in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of like being brushed aside as like the other high school musical. Um, while yeah, and, but on the other hand, did. they're so different, the two they're shows, so which different. is cool. They're so, so different. Um, but like I think, you know, that's another thing is like people tend to lump the teenage experience into, as being all one thing. <laughs> right. And like, as we know, right. it's an extremely nuanced experience and there's a yeah. million stories to be, be told within that milieu. So, um, yeah. basically, Dear Evan Hansen, which was super popular at that point, people would be watching videos of that and they get to, you know, like autoplay. It would just be like redirected to Michael in the bathroom. Right. So we kind of, I think there was a lot of like crossover there, like people watching this video, discovering the show, and just this crazy, I mean, truly viral word of mouth explosion. So, so, so this this might be a, a weird, difficult question, but but <laughs> do you feel like like of all the various things that happened, like YouTube was maybe the most powerful thing that turned this into a phenomenon? Well, I think that's a huge, huge part of it. But the other crazy factor, um, which I still don't fully know the extent of because I'm not part of that world, is the Tumblr universe. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not part of that either. <laughs> yeah. So like, that was that was even before the Instagram explosion. I think I like it was maybe yeah. shortly, shortly before. But Tumblr, there was tons of like fan fiction happening and wow. fan art being created. So um, that and the YouTube thing, I think, were kind of happening in tandem. And then the the Tumblr, the Tumblr verse spilled over into the Instagram world, which is what I'm part of. And so I started like, like, oh my god, I got tagged in some fan art. That's cool. And there would be like yeah. one every couple weeks. And then suddenly it was like hundreds, <laughs> like all, like just like a flood, a flood of it all the time. And so it was, you know, was approaching this sort of fever pitch. Like something has to happen. Like, right? This is this is crazy. Right. Right. But um, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm never, I, I never count my chickens before they hatch. So I'm always like, you know, taking things with a grain of salt. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. The people are discovering this album. I'm so glad they can enjoy it. And then they started, you know, regional productions elsewhere started being done. Like they licensed the yeah. show to be done and. I, I didn't know that it could work this way. I kind of thought like, okay, well, they did it at the college, they did it at this other college, and now these other places around the world are doing it. Um, I guess that's kind of the final nail in the coffin for like hope of the show ever being done again. But um, you know what's also interesting about that is without having gone to Broadway or off-Broadway, a lot of companies still wanted to do it. Like it was already yeah. that big a thing. That's absolutely true, which – you know, again, made me feel like, well, I guess the crest of the wave has passed. So it, it, right. that's, that's its life now. Right. And, but that to me was still lovely because I'm a huge fan of the show and I love yeah. the creators of the show. So I'm like, I'm so happy that it gets to live on in that way. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm fast forward like uh, just all, a little less than a year ago. I remember the exact moment I was in L.A. for pilot season. I walked off the Paramount lot to an email from – the, from Lauren Marcus, who plays my best friend in the show, and she's like, check your email, check your email, check your email. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an email from Joe Iconis saying, guys, we got an off-Broadway run. And I almost passed out. 
on La Cienega Boulevard or wherever the heck I was in La <laughs> <laughs> like, Now, had you, I, had you ever performed on or off Broadway? No, no. no. Um, I had understudied to show off Broadway with Roundabout Theater a couple of years prior, but um, oh, yeah, I, I, I never yeah. went on. Right. Um, so that was like, I mean, I, I just remember taking an Uber home and like calling my mom. I was in an Uber pool, so I was like trying to like talk to my mom <laughs> and my husband, like like just <laughs> flipping out. Like these people in the car think I'm insane, <laughs> but I was like convalling. I was just exploding with joy. I can so, imagine. <laughs> So that was wild, and um, I mean, and, and did you, did you know that most or all of of the gang was coming along? Um, at that point, there was like five people in the cast who had yet to be filled out. Okay. So, um, you know, that was kind of you know an exciting like, uh, who's it going to be kind of thing. And um, but you're getting to play this cool character in this great yeah. show. Now you're uh-huh. going to off Broadway with a with. Your friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it was a dream. It was an absolute dream. And then people Already. like Joe and Jen Tepper. And <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, but still, we didn't really know what we were in for. Yeah. So we went to see um, – so there was a, another regional production of the show last fall. Like, just about this time last year um, at a theater also in New Jersey, like a community theater. Right. And they did Be More Chill and, like – you know, a handful of us from the original production went to see it. Like, they were so sweet, and they're like, we'd love to do a talk back with the original cast. Um, oh, neat. So they, uh, you know, had they, like, sent us cars, and we went and saw this show. And this was, like, a giant theater with, like, over a 1,000 seats, like, maybe 2,000 seats. It was enormous. And it was Beatle mania. Like, the walls were shaking. It was absolute pandemonium. And we were just looking at each other like, what is going on? Like, they had to sneak us in and out of the theater so we wouldn't, like, disrupt the show. I mean, it was madness. So we did the talk back, and then when we walked, it was my first time stage dooring ever. (laughs) And I, I mean, it was unbelievable there was like a a barrier set up there were like cops there like pushing these screaming teenagers that was absolutely insane so we're like okay that that was nuts that's that is what it was because it was fostering that sort of like concert you know crazy atmosphere but we're like it won't be like that off Broadway (laughs) (laughs) and and we still we still didn't really know what we had in store but like the very first media event we did was like a um like a box office opening event where, you know, pe- people could come to the signature theater off Broadway and buy their tickets in person and get like a, an autograph from the people in the cast. And we're like, okay, maybe like 30, 40 people will show up. It was like 300 people. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like a three hour thing of like people waiting in line for hours dressed up as the characters. I mean, absolutely crazy. And that's when it started to sink in like, Mm, this might be kind of huge. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask, like, how many of these things did it take before you're like, yeah, wow. Exactly. I never quite believe my own eyes. Um, so that was absolutely wild. And then um, – But you're right, but there were also all these, like, things that would indicate the opposite. Uh-huh. You know, that the rights have gone out to the regional theaters. Well, so it's not going to run in New York then. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yes, there was a lot of, like, my <laughs> – realistic side of trying to like 
you know, I was competing with the like, but look how crazy it is side. And um, there were lots of times where the look how crazy it is side won over because it had to. Like um, our first preview, oh, my God, it was, I mean, just unreal, un unreal. The energy that was just like bursting out of this theater. And that's when I started to feel like, this show deserves to go to Broadway, and I feel like we're going to because it's just this response is insane. It's yeah. just unlike anything I'd ever experienced. Yeah. And um, just the uh, the way that it was connecting with people, like it, we we in the cast and the creators get a lot of very personal um, stories from fans yeah. who have. Uh, gone through some really, really hard times. Um, right. And that, you know, to hear that the show helped them through it or helped them out of it, um, we got, we, I mean, we still get that kind of stuff like daily, but then to meet people in real life who tell us these things in, you know, first person, it's really, really humbling and it and it makes it feel like you know, there's always a part of you that's like, oh, you know, it's musical theater. Maybe, I mean, I love it. I think it's great. I can all, obviously, you know, there's like the dichotomy of my mind, you know, the reasonable side versus the like, hooray side. It's like, <laughs> like in musical theater, it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's art. But the other side is like, it's it's frivolous, Um, which, of course, I don't, I obviously do not fully believe. But like, to be hearing. Right, but, that, and, but that's out there in the world all the time. For sure. But like, to have people coming up and... <laughs> Telling us that this album saved their life is, I, right. you know, I'm I'm certainly not going to be the one to discount that and say that's invalid. Like I just have to believe them and be humbled by that experience. And not just not just moved by it, not just you know connected to it, but changed by it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Some. Oh my God. I mean, just honestly, countless stories and. Of, of things like that that are just like incredibly, incredibly special. Um, you know, parents thanking us for helping their, helping save their kids. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's, it's unbelievable um, and really special. And it just, yeah, and it just makes me even happier that this show is going to be seen by an even bigger audience and that it gets to be experienced and that this message is reaching more and more people. Well, and, and we assume in June on the Tony Kellett telecast, we'll all see Michael in the bathroom, so. I, one would imagine so. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this isn't the first place to hear it, but I'm saying right now, George Salazar getting a supporting actor Tony. Like, that's just a done deal in my book. Well, and part of what, well, part of what's so cool about all this for me, I, but Jen Tepper and I often talk about, you know, is the musical theater in a new golden age? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is. It is totally yeah. in the golden age. And I think what you've been talking about is proof of it, that mm-hmm. not only this musical connects with audiences really powerfully, but it, but it is literally this nationwide, worldwide <laughs> phenomenon yeah. that it connects that powerfully. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, it's like that, that our art form is amazing right now. Mm-hmm. 
No, it, yeah, I feel very lucky to be part of not only this show, but, like, yeah, of this moment in musical theater history. It's pretty right. amazing. It really is. Well, so so let me let me go back to you personally for a bit. Sure. What was your first theater experience? How did you start doing theater? Um, my first real theater experience, because I had done, like, musicals in – elementary school and that kind of thing. But the first thing that I like auditioned for and like fought for and got was um, my sophomore year in high school. I played Winifred in Once Upon a Mattress at Eureka High School. Fun. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, just absolutely changed my life. Like, I don't know if you know the show, but uh, Winifred's entrance is she spits out a mouthful of water (laughs) and she's like soaking wet. So I remember standing backstage in my soaking wet giant rented gown with like the long sleeves like touch the floor soaked hair mouthful of water feeling like I was going to either like vomit or just explode into like stardust I was <laughs> and it was that like butterfly feeling that I think I've been chasing my entire life since that moment. <laughs> well, what a great experience for you to have this role, this funny, strong woman who gets these amazing songs. What, oh, what's yeah. the big is it song of love that's so crazy? Um, oh, yeah. That was like the, the, the act one ender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, like, what a great that. first experience. Oh, absolutely. I think, honestly, very spoiled. Because I was like, well, guess that, that does it. I'm a leading lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, um, and yeah, to do, like, a non-traditional, like, uh, comedic role that's not, like, ingenue. Um, right. That, yeah, I think that definitely colored my uh, my experience and my goals pretty early on. And then um, and then, then was it, okay, I'm going to do theater, I'm going to be an actor? Um, at that point, I don't think I was 100% set on it. I knew right. I loved it, and I, like, wanted to be doing it, at least recreationally. But I right. really do – I think I could – honestly pinpoint the moment I know I wanted to, which was the next year um, we were doing the last night of Ballyhoo. And, oh, good play. Yeah, great play. And um, I was playing Reba, uh, the mom, uh, Sonny's mother. And I had wanted the role of Sonny because I thought as a young actress I should be playing, like, the young actor role. <laughs> 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 but I got cast as the mom, and I'm like, what? But it turned out to be, like, one of the absolute best lessons ever because that was the first real character work that I ever did. I learned yeah. how to knit. I knit <laughs> myself a blanket during the course of this run. And um, I remember delivering a line that got a laugh as I exited, and then it, I got applause. And it wow. took me a minute. So and I stopped in my tracks until, and, like, you know, I'm sure it was a matter of seconds, but it was like, oh, my God, that they clapped. They laughed so hard, they clapped for me. Yeah. And, like, that and was the addiction like, was born. Oh, yeah. That was like, okay, that does it, Mom and Dad. I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of like a feeling I'll never forget. And that's the, uh, yeah, just that kind and of. Um, along the road, did you go through improv? I... Yes, I did improv when I got to New York, so, like, a little later later on in my life. So I, lived, I went to Chicago for school, then I lived there for several years, moved to New York, and then started doing improv 
classes, and then I was on teams as a musical improv team, um, and yeah, so doing a lot of improv recreationally, and uh, that gave way to like sketch performance and writing. So yeah, cool. definitely Very helped cool. hone the the comedy side of things. Uh, well, so so I'm gonna let you go in a second, but but now you're going to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first, I know it's a dumb question, but what does that feel like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's it's so surreal. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm definitely kind of having, like, imposter syndrome moments here and there. (laughs) That's okay. Fossey has those. (laughs) It's like, how did this happen? And it's like, oh, wait, I know how it happened because I've been working my ass off for years. So, like, I just...
you know, running a marathon without really training. Right? So I'm trying not to feel that way again. <laughs> yeah, you're here. an athlete now. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so that'll be a part of a part of my lifestyle and going forward here, which is really interesting. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to a cast album, and, and oh, I was listening to a little stuff, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. how cool for those people on that album, and this is why I'm saying this to you now, how cool for you with Be More Chill, that forever there is this recording of you as Chloe. <laughs> and like all those high school drama kids who go out and search for the new shows they don't know and collect the recordings and everything, you're Chloe to them. Like that must be mind-blowing. It really, really is. It's definitely one of those things that, like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll truly ever really sink in because it's just, it's just surreal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's extremely cool to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, enjoy the adventure, and uh, uh, we're all watching and cheering you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, and thanks for talking to me. This has been This has been really, really fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to some fellow St. Louisans. Thank you for joining us. This is Scott Miller. Now you, too, have achieved stage rock. See you next time.